Hey everybody, welcome to Soul Food Priest with Father Ben. It's great to have you. I'm here with Sylvia Vega and Kira Roddy. How are you guys doing? I'm great, Padre. How are you? Good. Doing so right. begins the craziness of Holy Week that we're recording. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh, incredible. Sorry, um, I don't know about you guys, but y'all's schedules are like going through the roof and mine just kind of slowed down. Mm. Stop showing off. I mean, yeah, with (laughs) adult faith formation, (laughs) you're like, okay, we did all of our stuff from Ash Wednesday on, and now we're taking the week (laughs) off, but you guys are insanely busy, so Revenge comes in subtle ways, Kira. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. Put your crash helmet on. Yes. Yes. Not that mothers would know anything about that, right? I'm doing a lot of imaginary yoga right now. No. Because I don't do the real one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Imaginary. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, you know, this Thursday we have Holy Thursday, and of, of course, as a former chef, I'm always thinking, isn't it funny that Jesus chose bread to become his body? I mean, we don't really think about it as Catholics, but I mean, mm. it's really amazing to think about because the center of every culture in the world is some type of bread mm-hmm. item, that's and to true. me, that's I, to me, it kind of makes sense that he would have chosen that. Um, like in the Jewish tradition, they mm-hmm. have a uh, challah. Have you guys ever had challah bread? No. Spelled it C H A L L A H. I think I have. It is like the best bread in the world to make French toast with. Oh. It's really, really no, good. Never Just done saying. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that subliminal message from Sylvia. Sylvia. So much. Yeah, I'm always yeah. throwing, like, uh-huh. come on. Yeah. Thank you. Clue. Thanks for lobbing that grenade across the table. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then, you know, and have you guys ever heard of Mantu? No, no. I have not. So Mantu, spelled M-A-N-T-O-U, uh, is a, it's a steamed bun that they eat in northern China. Mm. Um, of course, we have, uh, I know you guys know what naan bread is. Yes. In Indian culture. I do know that one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sylvia um, does not. You guys have heard of, have you ever heard of Stollen? Nope. Is that German? Uh, It's German-Austrian. Okay. Right. So it's kind of this uh, sweet bread that they have, like, especially at Eastern Christmas, Mm -hmm. stolen. Oh, I have heard of that. Really, really, really good. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, Have you heard of chapati? I feel so lost right now. Yeah. Mm -mm, I've heard of tortillas. You've heard of food. (laughs) I've heard of food. Right? Yeah. Okay. I've heard of food. You've heard of food. Okay. Pita. (laughs) Why you say that again, pita. Say that word again. Pita. Okay, because you sounded pretty Southern when you said that. You said Pita. 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 <laughs> I uh, hang around going a lot. Oh, gotcha. So. Okay. So um, it, it's pretty pretty cool because like chapati is, it's almost like a tortilla, except okay. they eat it in Indian cultures. Um, have you ever heard of papadam? It's nope. also like a deep fried, um, almost like a tortilla that they eat in Indian cultures. Um, so th- you've heard of focaccia. Yes, focaccia. I love focaccia. That's Italian. Focaccia is so a, it's like a, it's real bubbly. Uh, oh, when you bake so it, good. it's almost I'm, like soupy. I might know all these, but I just probably might not know right. them by name. Yeah, and you would probably know it if you saw it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it, focaccia is really beautiful because when you hold the dough, it should drip through your fingers. Oh, really? And when you bake it, it's super soft. I mean, it's made to, it's like yeah. a country loaf. Mm-hmm. And it's made to kind of sop up tomato sauce and, and olive oil. Okay, so Yummy. I tried to, when, the last time you made focaccia, I tried it at home, and it was bust. Total bust. It was really? horrible. It's like but it also wasn't gooey either, so uh-huh. I might have. Oh. 
messed it up. Did it sounds you, delicious. Did you pray to Julia Child first? No. Oh, there you go. There you I go. Know. There's yeah. no problem. Sorry. Yeah. She didn't know better. Yeah. So um, every <laughs> single culture in the world has bread as the center. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was thinking about this uh, in relation to, say, Pentecost, because really the, from the Catholic standpoint, this is the birth of the Catholic Church. And, um, and of course, you know, and, and it's, it's almost like the anti-Babel. And so in the, in the mm. Old Testament, we hear about the, the Tower of Babel where all these people came together and they're speaking all these languages. And then mm-hmm. in Acts chapter two, we hear the story of Pentecost and they're all speaking these different languages. And it was kind of funny because there were literally thousands of people that mm-hmm. showed up and they thought the apostles were drunk because they were speaking all these languages. And mm-hmm. Peter, our first pope, stands up and he's like, uh, dude, we well, are not drunk. I mean, <laughs> granted, it's Father Ben's translation, but he's like, we are dude. not drunk. It's only what whatever it was, two o'clock in the it afternoon. It wasn't dude, it was bruh. Bruh, yes. we are not drunk, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so, um, but they thought they were. And so, and it's really beautiful because St. Peter, uh, our first pope, stands up and gives the first homily or mm-hmm. sermon in the history of the Catholic Church. And, you know, it's interesting if one reads that text, he is really, really frank. I mean, he does not hold anything back, Peter. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he wasn't like, guys, it's okay, no big deal. You know, we're just here mm-hmm. to peace, love, and pancakes. You know, let's have a group hug and play Duck, Duck, Goose. I mean, he was not doing this like at all. He was mm-hmm. he he was very frank. He was like, "This Jesus Christ, whom you killed, okay, was is the savior of the world." So he was very frank. And in their defense, you know, if you do this to if you if you were to do this in most American cultures, they would throw hymnals at you and blow up mm-hmm. your car. Mm-hmm. But in their defense, they uh, they were like, "Oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. What can we do?" In other words, they heard it, mm-hmm. which is really beautiful that they were, I mean, these are the, these are the early Jewish and Gentile cl- cultures that he's talking to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he said, repent and be baptized. And so in some ways, you know, we can kind of say that Pentecost is kind of like, it makes sense to me that Jesus would have chosen bread for the Eucharist because it touches every culture in the world. Every culture mm-hmm. in the world has their their bread staple that usually poor people would eat, and um, and Pentecost, the mission of Pentecost, is that um, is that we really share our faith. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting; it it comes as a shock to a lot of a lot of Catholics. They don't know this, but the church itself does not have a mission. You know, you always hear about the mission of the church. Properly understood, the church does not have a mission. The church is. A mission so it's a, this movement in human history to bring the the salvation of Jesus Christ to every human being um, and hopefully hopefully to heaven one day mm-hmm. I mean the, that's the goal that's the end game so that's one of the reasons these guys went out from Pentecost uh, they went out and they started really changing the world so cool stuff yeah cool cool stuff say that again the church does not have a mission the church is the mission correct so according in you know in the second vatican council 1962 to 1965 they had they put together 16 documents and one of these documents was called agentes which literally means to the nations 
And one of the things, and it's on, it's on the missionary activity of the church. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that they talk about in the, the, the council was the church does not have a mission per se, right? Because mm-hmm. um, like you go to any company in the world, what's your mission statement, yeah. you know? And, Your vision is our mission. Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, you know, I mean, it, I always have to laugh because I, you ask any com- any employee in any company, what's your mission statement? They're like, I don't know. You know, it's hanging on the wall in the employee lounge. I don't know, man. So they've got it, but nobody knows it, including the managers. And so, but the church, when I say the church, I mean um, the Catholic church, because if we believe Matthew 16, Jesus founded the Catholic church. Um the church itself is a mission. Mm-hmm. It is a mission. And, um, and that's kind of what Pentecost is about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just on a practical, fundamental level, you know, for any listeners who are a little, you know, might not totally sure of what Pentecost is, you know, uh, where is that in scripture? What happens? Who's there? What's the importance? What's the importance of it? Right. So in Acts chapter two, mm-hmm. okay, we hear about, uh, and Acts was written by St. Luke. So uh, in Acts chapter two, we hear about Pentecost. And so the apostles are together, and it specifically mentions with Mary, with the mother of God, with Jesus, with uh, the mother of Jesus. And so Mary is there with them. And, um, and so the Holy Spirit comes, there's tongues of fire, it's that it's split comes and is with the apostles and from then on you couldn't shut these guys up I mean you couldn't <laughs> shut them up and this is one of the the teachings of Catholicism on confirmation mm-hmm. and um, so all these guys go from being these petrified guys mm-hmm. you know they said Jesus we're willing to die for you we're ready we're ready and she's like yeah you're not <laughs> and so um, then they they're hiding in the upper room mm-hmm. And when the Pentecost comes, it was just like jumper cables. So they go out and they couldn't shut these guys up. I mean, they didn't really know what to do to shut these guys Mm -hmm. up. And they they put them in jail. They put Peter and John in jail. And Peter and John were, you know, it's funny. If you read the the text, they're they're laughing. Mm -hmm. They're laughing. They're like, please put us in jail. But (laughs) so that's fine. That's fine. No problem. If you want to kill us, that's fine. And Peter says, we have to obey God rather than men. In other words, um, we are not here to obey you. We are here to obey God. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and they, it's it's funny because they get so flustered. They try everything they came to punish them. And the more they punish them, the more the, the faith grew. Mm-hmm. And, when, and the same thing happened only a few years after that with the different um, um, emperors. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that's one of the great ironies of the faith is the more it's persecuted, the more it grows. Mm-hmm. And when, when is Pentecost? When does the church celebrate Pentecost? And what's the significance of, of that timing? Right, right. so the, the date usually changes through, you know, mm-hmm. from year to year. But generally speaking, it, it would be roughly 40 days after, uh, after the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so often what we remember usually on pentecost or uh, a confirmation a palm sunday we, the priests would wear red mm-hmm. and um and so what we remember is that look we are each we each have a mission we each have a, a responsibility from whom much has been given much will be expected 
So it's not just, this isn't one of those things, oh, that was kind of cool, that was kind of cute, you know, no. I mean, we all take part in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Granted, it's it's elevated for clergy in the sense that while we are, laity are equal to clergy in the sense of in the eyes of God, um, from whom much has been given, much would be expected, God is going to be asking more of clergy Mm -hmm. to lead Mm -hmm. than that of laity. Although, you know, another thing that the council says is that laity have the duty to step up. And I would say that's even more so now because we have less priests. And so we need, we need more lay leadership, Mm -hmm. right? John Paul has a great document called Redemptoris Missio. um, And um, the Redeemer's Mission and Paul VI has uh, one called Evangelii Nuntiandi. So in both these documents, after the council, they've kind of spearheaded the, the church's teaching on evangelization and, and really the, the spirit of Pentecost, right? And, you know, it's funny. That word really rubs people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Well, Father, look, I ain't standing on no street corner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm not asking you to stand on no street corner, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, <laughs> you ain't got to do that. Yeah. And so it's all I'm all I'm saying is when you're sitting across from a, at a Thanksgiving dinner, okay, and 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 somebody brings something up, don't be chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just share your faith, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, to me, um, Pentecost is so important. Um, on a personal level, of course, it should be for everybody. But um, I'm always in situations where um, I don't get into conversations. I find myself, um, you know, other people having conversations like, Sylvia, what do you think? And sometimes I'm like, blank. Mm -hmm. And like that day of Pentecost, the only thing that comes to my mind is like, okay, Holy Spirit, just give me wisdom because I, what do I say? What do I do? I don't know. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't, so I don't want to speak. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. And in any situation, um, I'm thinking maybe all, all these people were willing to follow Jesus and, and, and die for Jesus, but they were afraid. They didn't know how. They didn't know how to spread the news. Well, obviously, all the gifts from the Holy Spirit helped them, and that's why they were jumping for mm-hmm. joy. That's why they were, couldn't shut up. Um, that's why they were standing in, in street corners and, and everything. So when you don't know what to do, mm-hmm. but you know what you want to do, when you don't, you, you want to go, you know, preach the gospel with your actions, with your words, with your singing, with preaching, whatever it is that you're doing, but you don't know how, mm-hmm. just ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and let him work through you mm-hmm. um, in whatever it is, in whatever way that mm-hmm. it wants to work through you. Mm-hmm. No, well said. Yeah. Well said. Do you guys know, do you remember the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit? I do. Is this a test? <laughs> I think between the Team two of us part. we could do it. Wisdom. Wisdom. Knowledge. Knowledge. Okay, here we wow, go. Wow, that got far. Understanding. <laughs> okay, hold on. Piety. Let me ask the Holy Spirit to, to send wisdom, me wisdom. Wisdom, knowledge, piety, understanding. I know them in Spanish. All, what is it? Ugh. Are you guys Catholic? You put us on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> We okay, we we're totally it. taking I'll this give you off the podcast. There's, 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, there's seven. Just so you know. I know. Okay, I've so yeah. wisdom, yeah. knowledge, okay. awe. Okay. So, Fear uh, of the Lord. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude. Fortitude. Knowledge, piety, fear of the Lord. So, okay, so, wait a second. So what I was doing, I was, I was questioning the virtues. 
Like I was like, oh wait, is that a virtue or was that that's exactly a what gift I was of the doing. Holy Spirit? And I was getting confused, but it can be both. Yeah, exactly. Like fortitude is mm-hmm. a cardinal, one of the card- four cardinal virtues, but it's also one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know what fortitude right. is, Sylvia, right? I do. And you know what? Now that you said that, I never asked for that. And I find myself needing that a lot. Mm. And I just like completely forgot that that was part of it. Mm -hmm. So if anything, it was just like, I just asked the Holy Spirit for wisdom to help me remember. Mm -hmm. And you just shared one that I've been needing. Well, you and you guys probably remember on one of our previous podcasts, we talked about prudence. Mm -hmm. And we were saying that that's, in my opinion, the most misunderstood of the of mm-hmm. the virtues because people say mm-hmm. oh you know you shouldn't do that that's not a prudent thing to do so what happens is people over the years have interpreted prudence as sitting on your hands and keeping mm-hmm. your mouth shut oh, that's mm-hmm. so wrong mm-hmm. and that it's not prudence mm-hmm. right prudence mm-hmm. means that we pray about it we learn about it we take the advice of people we trust and then we have the courage to act so fortitude goes hand in hand, in hand with prudence mm-hmm. and um, if you imagine the guy uh, Dwight Eisenhower for instance, he was the, the he was the only guy that could make the decision on D-Day to invade um, to invade Europe, mm-hmm. right? It was just one person, so they left it to Ike uh, to make this decision, and it was really really cloudy and rainy that day, so he didn't know if the bombs would hit their sights. You know, the, these guys bombing, and they didn't want to bomb the soldiers. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if they waited too much longer, Hitler would have found out. So he's like between a rock and a hard place. So he had to pray about it, take the advice of his other generals and have the courage to act. And that's, that's prudence. Thanks be to God for the man's courage. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of to your point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He just totally put us on the spot. He did. did. (laughs) I promise listeners that um, we have been trained and we know this. (laughs) Yes. Promise. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Adult faith formation director here yeah. can't yeah. do the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> no, you know, we're, let's just do the Derek thing. Let's yeah. just, uh, we had so much husband. information in our brain yeah. that we were just making sure that we overload. weren't saying the wrong ones. Right. And, and you were kind enough. You didn't want to embarrass I me. Was, I wanted to be so, prudent. Yeah, yes. exactly. And not say <laughs> prudence in your prudence. I am terrible. Uh-huh, yeah. We're just going to call you prudy <laughs> yeah. from now on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Now it's it's really awesome because the Pentecost is uh, we have graces that we've received at mm-hmm. confirmation, mm-hmm. and a lot of people. I mean, to your point, Sylvia, uh-huh. they never they never really pray mm-hmm. and ask God to kind of release those graces mm-hmm. that they've re- received in in uh, at the Pentecost or at confirmation. And, um, and I think it's really important because uh, we have those moments. I mean, like what you're talking about. Imagine mm-hmm. you're talking, having a tense moment of, that could easily deteriorate into an argument with one's spouse or one's yeah. children or one's in-laws. And you think, Lord, just please give me prudence in this point. Mm-hmm. I've had moments as a priest that after Mass, somebody blasts you, just lit, lights into you. Um, mm-hmm. This one woman, uh, God, God bless her. I pray for her often. She, she was yelling so loud that you could hear it echoing in the church. Wow. And so everybody was, was, you know, turning around and staring. And I just said, Lord, please give me prudence. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, um, and I looked at her and I said, uh, I let her finish. I looked down and I said, I love those shoes. Those are beautiful shoes. 
And she said, she said, oh, you like those? Thank you. Thank you. And we completely switched topics, started talking about (laughs) shoes, right? And so thank you, Jesus, for the prudence, because I I wanted to say something else, but I didn't. (laughs) But, you know, we have these moments that we need, we need prudence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We really do. I was thinking about with Pentecost and being in the upper room. And there's, there's one particular painting, I can't think of the artist, where it's, you know, the Blessed Mother is in the center, and then all the other apostles are around her, and the mm-hmm. f- tongues of fire are on them. And, like, the, the guys are, like, all freaking out, like, what is this? And the Blessed Mother is super calm. And I've, like, kind of thought about that. You know, she's just, like, that's what she experienced kind of in the Annunciation. Yeah. So she, it's almost kind of like a, yeah, guys, I've been here before. Yep, take it in good <laughs> yep. you could, they're like That's freaking awesome. out and then like, you know and she's um, like yeah i knew about it yeah. all along the apostles are like mom mom yeah. mom mom she's like it's okay this is how it goes <laughs> i mean like but her courage you know i mean just to you know and fortitude to be there with them mm-hmm. after everything that had just happened to her son but to be able to really kind of take jesus at his word of you know woman behold your son and and take care of those guys who were scared Mm -hmm. to death they were in the upper room for fear that they were going to have to go through what jesus went through and to be with them and to Mm -hmm. help them but then for that moment to happen and she's there and they're there i mean it's 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 not ironic that she was there with them you know and it's beautiful and i guess we have you know that reminds us of how much a role model she is to us. I mean, if you think about it, the disciples were, were fairly new um, to kind of almost everything. And, and seeing all the stuff that Jesus was doing and believing in the moment, they're the new ones. They're the, the first witnesses to everything that's happening. And like you said, Mary had already seen it. She grew up with Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. she um, was there as Jesus was growing up. So for our children as mothers, if mm-hmm. we have to be that Mary for for our kids in their faith mm-hmm. and and show them that all of this is real and you know that miracles are real and their faith and it's hard, I know, but look, you have the Holy Spirit to guide you. Mm-hmm. And oh yep, mm, that was Jesus right there, baby. That mm-hmm. wasn't you. That wasn't mm-hmm. yes, that was a little bit you. But mm-hmm. if you really think about it, look that was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to be that Mary mm-hmm. and that chill mm-hmm. mom. You know, we can't be that chill mom all the time, but, you know, she's our role model that we can be that mm-hmm. for for everybody around us, for our children, especially in, in their growing faith. No, yeah. amen. Well said. I think it's and, and I think it's maybe just a caveat to that. I think some people, they misunderstand the conversion of the apostles themselves. I mean, most of these guys, including St. Peter, who was their leader, um, their their conversion to becoming these like spiritual superheroes, mm-hmm. it was slow, man. I mean, it was slow. I mean, it, it's interesting if one reads like Matthew's gospel or whatever, they, you know, they witness the feeding of the 5,000, the feeding of the 4,000. They, they see all this stuff, Jesus walking on water. And, and it says, one of the lines, and it says, they, they saw and believed, but they doubted. Mm-hmm. They saw and believed, but they, in other words, they saw this. They, they, they didn't deny it was a, these things were miracles. All these people they saw healed. I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of things mm-hmm. they must have seen, mm-hmm. but they still doubted. And so, um, and that's how faith is, right, for most people. It's a slow process. It's what uh, John Paul II referred to as uh, the principle of gradualness. 
mm. the principle of gradualness that it's a, for most people it's kind of slow and steady mm. and um and and definitely i would say for me that's mm. how it was too mm-hmm. it's a journey of conversion with yeah. faith mm-hmm. um, as long as you have the willingness to to have that conversion and you have faith right behind it as you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cool stuff cool stuff Um, well praise God thank you guys for joining us listen don't forget to put soul in your food and give food to your soul God bless you